I believe in inspiring people to be the person they aspire to be by doing the things they aspire to do. This podcast is an additional platform to help me do just that. I know a lot, I've done a lot, and I do a lot. By sharing my experience with you all, be the highlight of my day. I will also have family, friends, and colleagues share their knowledge and experiences with me. You think you know me, but you don't know the half. Welcome to Vail's World. It's the team. Yo, 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 what's up? It's your boy Lavelle D. Munger, your host for Vail's World Podcast. And yes, we are live from Atlanta. And y'all know what this means. That means I am in Atlanta right now with the setup. I'm at Trey Crib. I ain't in a hotel. And I'm going to talk to you all about my experience. It's been a crazy couple days. And some of these things may help you out in the future. Or you can definitely help me out and let me know some things I can do better. Hit us up on our social media at Vail's World Podcast. If you would like to sponsor or appear on an upcoming episode, feel free to shoot us an email at veilsworldpodcast at ldmugger.com. Now let's get on with the show. Day one. So Friday is the day I decided to go to the A. And I must say, Sean is now about two for two, two for three, as it pertains to successful drop-offs at the airport. I'm happy. Finally did it. We got it right. I had a late flight, like 8.30, and we know Atlanta not too far. Got there around 10. And when I say Atlanta airport, oh my God. So let's go back. So the reason why I was in Atlanta is for a wedding. And as a wedding videographer, have a lot of gear. Atlanta airport is not videographer friendly, especially when you have a lot of gear. So one bag was 53 pounds. My other bag was like 48. And then I had a book bag that's around 30 pounds. And man, it was a lot to tote around the airport. And then I always bring my, my duffel bag just in case something is overweight. And then I just like having access. Easy access to my laptop, chargers, and things of that nature. Anywho, it was a lot of stuff going on. And this is my first time going to get a rental car because I'm usually getting picked up in Atlanta. So I learned my lesson. It was definitely a workout, a very, very eventful workout to say the least. I kind of think I hazed myself. I was going the wrong way a couple times, going the long way a couple times, but I figured it out. I figured it out. So I finally made it to Enterprise and I can say my dog definitely showed love. I had a medium sized view. So he seemed my luggage and he was like nah bruh I'm going ahead and let you get one of these SUVs, man. I was like <laughs> my nigga my nigga man free upgrade which was definitely needed because my equipment is humongous. So from there I'm updating everybody letting them know that I made it. I called Trey let him know I made it. He said cool man we're going out. I said going what? <laughs> I was not mentally apparently <laughs> Uh, I don't even know that's a real word, but I just wasn't prepared to go out. And I say yes anyway, because my dog, we in town, here for a wedding. A lot of his pro fights was in town. His line Brothers was in town. I know some of these guys. So it was good to just be around and interact with people before the wedding, because I knew once the wedding started, it'd be busy. So finally get out of the garage and I'm driving. So I realized, I looked down, I was like, damn it, I should have wore my outfit that I knew I was going to wear, that I talked myself out of wearing because I said, hey, by the time I get there, it's going to be 10, 30, 11 o'clock. Trey doesn't do anything. Nine times out of 10, I can get there, go to sleep. Completely opposite of what went down this day. But it was cool. Well, it wasn't cool, but it was cool. So I miss the exit. 
So he called back, get an update. Hey, man, where you at? Man, I'm about three minutes away. I'm in an Uber, all that good stuff. And I'm talking to him and I missed my exit. So instead of being three minutes away, I became 13 minutes away because I had to go to the next exit, go around, come back just to get off. In the midst of me missing that call, I received a random FaceTime. And to my surprise, it wasn't the person who number it is. So when I tell people that I'm leaving places, I update them when I made it. And that's a whole nother story for a whole nother day in the book of Vale's world. And to my surprise, it wasn't the person that number it belongs to. So I answered it for getting that car play. Don't let you see FaceTime. I also knew that I didn't want to miss another exit again. So I wasn't going to do that. It happened to be the best friend of this new lady I've been communicating with. But the best friend also happened to be the sister of a lady that I had sexual relationships with. But now we cool for the most part. And a lot of it's because of distance, where we are, lifestyle, all that jazz. So we just cool and, and shabby. So the conversation was awkward and, and mostly because it was unexpected. Like when I see a number in my phone that's calling me, I don't expect it to be the sister of someone I used to fuck with. So that was just weird. And I didn't know what the call was for. And they were really pressing on getting on FaceTime after numerous times of me telling them like, hey, I can't do it right now. I got to make sure I'm looking at this map because I'm not going to miss this exit again because I got to make it to Trey House. And that's that. I told them that I'll call back. But unfortunately, when I got there, I had a drink poured up and the lift was on the way. I was like, wow. So we took our drink. Lift came. We there. Next thing you know, we went to the wrong spot, made a couple phone calls, got in another lift, went to the other spot, went there. And it was pretty cool. The, it was an R&B night. The music was was smooth. It was a, a great social outing. I will say that I did feel out of place just because of my attire, just because I didn't have the opportunity to proper, pre properly prepare to go out. But it was cool, man. It was it was cool. It didn't, it didn't matter. Say so what's up to everybody. I got in my little corner and just chilled and you know continued to text people throughout the night. The music was cool. And that was all right, man. One thing I can say about Atlanta, Atlanta's, one thing I can say about Atlanta's young professional middle class scene is that it's different. And when I say it's different, it's a Atlanta type type of different, right? So I'm just going to say Atlanta go Atlanta. So I was vibing and this lady come by me and she looks at me and she was like, hey, I like your hair. No, I just got off an airplane out of an Uber. It was a busy, busy evening. So when she said that it made my night, I'm not going to hold you. I was like, oh, thank you. And I said, my name's Lavelle. What's your name? And she was trying to give me her name, but just like me, she couldn't talk loud either. So she got closer, was trying to tell me her name. And next thing I know, a little stud came out of nowhere and just snatched her up. I was like, oh, wow. Well, there go that. And I remembered that I am in Atlanta. So I hopped in a text thread and I was telling them about the situation, how to, how to let my bros know what happened. It's crazy how subconsciously I wasn't as actively speaking and approaching women in this new space like I typically do. And it was because of my fear of being Bobby V. It's not just me. It's a lot of people that move into Atlanta, visiting Atlanta. It's like I have to communicate with women that are validated as women, if that makes sense. So I only talk to women that I've met through other sources, through friends, you know, they have kids. Like it's it's crazy you gotta go through that process, but that's why I was on. And then throughout the night, I received a text message saying, we still waiting on your call. At this time, I was in the club. It's pretty cool. I knew that wasn't going to happen. I forgot because of how fast everything was going. I also wasn't going to FaceTime because it's at night. Like, whatever conversation you can have, we have another day. This ain't it. Finally got home and crashed. 
So day two is wedding day. It's wedding day. And I can say congratulations to my frat brother, Zach, and his beautiful wife, Joe, for finally being able to share this beautiful wedding day with loved ones. That's important, especially with the last three years we have had dealing with COVID. We started around 11 o'clock, so we had to pick up the intern and we surprised them with Chick-fil-A. College students love Chick-fil-A, especially when it's free. So we had Chick-fil-A. We get to the hotel, the wedding party was getting ready. We began shooting. The ceremony was at this beautiful Catholic church in the heart of Atlanta. But if you're a videographer, you know that Catholic churches have a ton of annoying restrictions for photographers and videographers. And it just needs to be changed. It needs to be updated. It was one of the most tiring experiences that I had because it was a huge church and it was so many rules that I couldn't go through the piers and all these other. So I had to go all the way around to check cameras. And that wasn't ideal. I prefer to do a lot of other things that could make my life easier. So after an hour long ceremony and mass, there was a lot of standing up, sitting down, stand up, sit down. <laughs> and the reason why I'm familiar with all this is because my, my grandmother's Catholic. So I've been going to church with my grandmother. I was able to experience a lot, see a lot. So I had an idea of what exactly was going to happen. I was telling them before the wedding that this is how the ceremony about to go. And we were in the text thread like, man, you said that this how it was going to go, which was funny. <laughs> it was funny. We had about a two hour break in between the ceremony and the reception. So if y'all didn't know, now y'all get the surprise. I am getting a, a grill. I'm finally making my irresponsible purchase for the year. I like to get them in early so I can have the rest of the year to make up for it. But I finally made my purchase. A couple weeks ago, I did a mold. I sent it off and I received a call last week stating that the mold, it, it was too dry. Something happened that it didn't come out right. So they sent over another mold kit. And I was in Turks at the time. So by the time I got here and I was looking, I was like, well, I'm going to Atlanta. I might as well just go to the shop and get it done. So I asked them. They said, okay. So within the two hours, I went to Grills by Scotty, redid my mold, got all that together. I gave Trey the rental car so he can drop off the intern. I hopped in a car with my dog, Malcolm. He was assisting us with the wedding for the day. We had a great convo on the way there and back. He just got a camera, so he wanted to learn how to really maximize it. So he's surrounding himself around dope people that have been doing this for a while. I met Malcolm about two years ago. I did the photo shoot for his sister when she graduated with her master's. And from there, just been around. Great guy, really talkative, but has amazing insight. And he shared the same experience as it pertains to the dating scene. He has an old lady back in Florida, based off the guys that he's around, and just the eyeball test, he knows that it's difficult. And I was like, yep, you hit it on the mark. So during this time, he decided to put the address in, and I'm thinking he got everything good. And as we get closer to the destination, according to the GPS, I'm like, this stuff looks familiar. And he states that, man, it's like the same place. He put the same location in as the ceremony. Trey called us, asked us how far are we. It was like three minutes away, but it's looking like this is the ceremony. So we'll let you know once we actually get there. And sure shit, think it was the ceremony location. So then we had to put the new address in to the museum that the reception was being held. We put that in and we was 15 minutes away. So because of all the running around, we didn't have time to eat. That was the important thing that we were supposed to do. But thank God we didn't eat because that would have even made more time of us being late. So we got to the reception ceremony and we started taking equipment out. And I noticed that the gimbal isn't there. So I'm trying to figure out, I'm trying to brainstorm it. Is it in a car? Is it in a truck? Is it at the ceremony? 
location? And if so, where could it possibly be? I called the intern, see if he had an idea where it was at, consulted with them, try to see where it was at, and then figure out a plan so we can receive it. It had to be at the ceremony location. There was no other place I went. I asked the planner if she can call the the venue coordinator. And then after I did a couple shots that I needed, I was going to head out and grab the gimbal. So the planner did not call the lady. So I connected with her before I left to kind of follow up, let her know that, hey, I'm about to go to the ceremony uh, venue. I'll be right back. It's only like 15 minutes away, so it should be a 30-minute commute. I, draw, I drive there. I text them again and in the group thread, like, hey, can somebody follow up with the planner? Let her know that I'm close. I haven't heard anything. I sat out there for about nine minutes, and then I, you know, making phone calls, no one answered, and it was understandable because everyone was working. Finally got the call back. Trey gave the planner the phone. She said she forgot. She sent me the number for the planner. I text, called the planner. No response. So I had to go back to the reception and finish working. I went back and really didn't miss anything. It was a nice setup, nice venue, nice space. Great day. The the venue coordinator finally returned my call, well, text message, and gave me some information. She stood and tell me when was the best time to actually go back to the church. But I knew that it's church, so it had to open on a Sunday, so that was cool. Trey and I ended up staying at the reception for an additional two hours. So it was a long day. We were working from 11 to 11. I looked at my Apple Watch, and we were standing up and moving for damn near all those hours that it was going they really had us working but again congratulations zach and joe i hope you all have a beautiful strong loving marriage for now to eternity now day three this ain't gonna be too long y'all i swear day three the last day i'm in the city i decided to run of course just to let y'all know i am three out of six i done ran out of florida three times so far so i'm at a good pace I was supposed to run 15 minutes as I work on strengthening my knee. So I was running and I was like, you know what? I can do a little more. Let me just test out. Let me push it. Let me see what's up. I've been feeling good. So when I was running, I seen Morehouse. I was like, oh, Spellman got to be pretty close. So as I came back, I was like, let me just run straight and just see, see what I can do. I kind of have a memory on how to get back home. I ran straight. I seen Spellman, seen the apartments. Man, I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. So I was really sightseeing. It was a lot of stuff in Atlanta that driving would not give me the privilege and honor of seeing. It was a lot that I was able to observe during my run. Well, somehow I got lost and I ran seven miles. And when I say I got lost, I really got lost. So when I run, I don't have my phone. So I use everything, my watch and some headphones. And that's how I get by. But I did see Slutty Vegan Restaurant. So that was pretty cool. I did see that. And I'm like, oh, this where is that? After a while, I finally accepted that I was lost. It was about an hour and 18 minutes. I kept getting close. I kept feeling like I was close. But then when I seen this McDonald's, I knew I was close enough. So I thought that I could have walked into the McDonald's and put in the Wi-Fi so I can get service so I can figure out where the hell I'm at so I can finally get home. The Wi-Fi didn't connect to my Apple Watch. So unfortunately, I was still lost. So I thought I'd dry it off a little bit because it was raining. It was cold, about 50-something degrees, a little drizzle. It was cold. In my brain, I was like, I'm too close to just stop here. I can run eight miles, but I'm glad I didn't. I finally got the courage to ask someone that worked there, hey, is it possible I can use the phone? I was running and I don't have my phone right now. It took me about 15 minutes to find 
Shauna or Trey's number in my watch because I have so many numbers in my watch. Definitely have to do something about that. And Apple has to do something about their search feature. There's no way in hell I should have to scroll with the thingy on the side and my finger swiping up. That's, that's very inconvenient. I should be able to put a name in there and it should be able to pop up and I should be able to see their number, their email, their contact. Even when I went to recent calls, I couldn't tap Trey and his information popped up. So that was a long process of very annoying, but I figured it out. Was able to call Shauna because her name was a lot easier to find. I went all the way down to W's and apparently Walter isn't in W's. And then I went to the T and apparently Trey isn't in T's. So then I went to when I was in the S, Shauna popped up first. I was like, let me go ahead and call her. So I was able to use someone's phone. I called her, let her know like, hey, I'm at this McDonald's. I got lost. And she's like, what? So they were at church, thank God. And happened to find out that the church they were at, I actually ran by and it was three minutes from the McDonald's. It was literally down the street, which was crazy. I said, look, I sensed it. I knew that I was close. And I said, when I get home and look at this map, it's going to be even more hilarious because I know that I'm close. And I asked, I was like, first thing I asked, how close am I? And it's less than a minute away from the church. I was like, wow. So we got in the car, went to the church. My bro, Mike, was there. Mike, we got a great episode that's coming out. We did Men Still Pray. Now we got Mental Wellness that's dropping. We was able to record that. I was able to see him. We chopped it up a quick second, but I knew I was going to see him in a couple more hours. So I was like, hey, I'm going to hop in the shower. I'll see you in a minute, bro. It's going to be dope. We went back to the crib. I showered. Then I had went back to the church to pick up the gimbal. Went there, spoke with father. We figured it out. They gave me the okay to kind of look around. So I went to all the spots that I remember being at. If you want to lose something, the best place to lose something or forget something is at a church, allegedly. Because people don't steal from churches, allegedly. So I was able to get it, the gamble, exactly where I was at. I should have took a picture, but exactly where I was at. I called Mike. I was like, hey, bro, I'm on my way. I was like 12 minutes away. Went to the crib, had an amazing conversation created amazing episode that's going to drop. Anytime Mike and I get together, it's always a very insightful conversation. Like we don't talk every day, but I believe us not talking every day is what makes the quality of our conversation more stimulating. And we don't allow each other to skate in our conversation. We say, how you been? I want to know how you been from now all the way to the last time we spoke. And it may have been a month. It may have been three months. It may have been four months. But you better come with it and tell me something. And don't try to cheat me out of knowing. And if y'all notice, day three, I still haven't mentioned eating anything. <laughs> I haven't ate. So once I got done with the episode, finally went back to Trey Crib. I was washing my clothes that I ran in because it was cold, rainy, wet, all that jazz. Shauna made some oxtail. So we had oxtail and rice and some salmon. And when I say I bashed it, I bashed it. Oh my God. I was so hungry. I tried to connect with my homegirl because she's been doing her thing for a while. A lot of sacrifices she's been making to tap into the acting world and directing. It didn't work out. I'm quite sure in the future it will. She's working on a project she's been writing for the last couple of weekends. She said that the next day that they're going to begin production. So I'll follow up with her in a couple of weeks, check in on her mental, make sure she's straight. It's great having some dope people in your life that understand the grind, understand what sacrifice is, and live within their purpose and see the vision of a bigger cause. That's pretty dope. So right now I'm waiting on getting my clothes out the dryer. And again, 
If y'all got some tips about how I can make my Atlanta experience a lot better, of course I need more time. Of course there are some spaces here. You know, give me some tips how to enjoy Atlanta. It may not be a lot of places that I ain't been already, but feel free to drop them anyway. Peace and love. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Join me in my journey to success by following on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Vales World Podcast. If you have any comments, questions, or concerns you would like to address, or you just want to sponsor or feature on an upcoming episode, email me at Podcast at ldmonger.com. Vales World can be heard on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe, share, leave a review or a voice message, and more importantly, support. For as little as 99 cents a month, we can take this thing a long way. Love. It's the team.